Welcome to the Let's Talk Data podcast series presented by SAP, where we explore game-changing technology and strategies with leading experts with the goal of maximizing the value of data across your organization. If you haven't done so already, please follow or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite channel to stay tuned in. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Let's Talk Data podcast. I am happy to be joined by two of my colleagues, Matthias and Cassio, from SAP's largest solution extension partner, which is OpenText. A solution extension partner provides solutions to OpenText that complements our portfolio. In the case of OpenText, the focus is on processing and storing unstructured data, such as business documents, like sales orders and invoices. I'm Sheila McCarthy, and I've been with SAP for nearly 20 years now, and I'm in our solution management organization, and I'm focused on our data management solutions, such as the ones that are provided by OpenText. And I'm going to be hosting this podcast, and we're going to be talking all about electronic invoicing and what that might mean to your organization. But before we get started, I want to hand it over to my colleagues, Matthias and Cassio, to introduce themselves. Yeah, hello and welcome. My name is Matthias Niesen. I'm part of our channels and alliances organization and responsible for our solution portfolio for finance and procurement excellence. Hello, everyone. And Sheila, hello. Hello, Matthias. And hello to our listeners. My name is Cass Fanato, and I'm the lead product manager at OpenTax for Ving, our vendor invoice management. And it's a very big pleasure to be here today and have the chance to talk about so nice topic, electronic invoice. Excellent. Thanks for that. All right. Well, let's dig into it. Matthias, can you explain to us why so many organizations are challenged by e-invoicing? I would think by now, with all this digitization, that all invoices should be electronic by now. Yeah, that's a great point, Sheila. And 15 years ago, when we started this reselling with SAP, I wouldn't have any doubt that the old-fashioned paper invoices are completely gone by 2010, 2020. But that's only partially true. And many invoices are now simply submitted as PDF, for example, via email and not as paper. But interesting, isn't that considered an electronic format? Uh, sure, you save the paper. However, there's one part of the big myths of electronic invoicing. So PDF invoices are no invoices. An e-invoice is more a fully structured document that follows a clear and Maybe there are some regional variation syntax. And in most cases, it's expressed as extensible markup language or XML in short. So the individual countries define their common invoice rules in addition, which cover topics such as fields that have to be included in the invoice, fields that can be included, how typed fields such as dates, amounts or terms are expressed. So this eliminates all ambiguities and which consistency rules must be met in addition. Luckily for us in the European Union, so Cassio and I are based in Germany, we have standardized on a common data model at least, which nonetheless allows to use regional XML schemas with small differences. Hmm, that's that's really interesting, and it sounds like it's very structured. So that leads me to the question of, so then what is the challenge if you have all these rules and structures in place? Yeah, Sheila, the challenges start when a country announces mandatory e-invoicing, and they do it 
many years in advance. But then all invoice senders suddenly need to address this in their ERP system. And in cases they do not have an ERP, they may end with complete manual processing. So in many countries, the tax authorities also just not only make e-invoicing mandatory, but they also demand that the invoices go through their systems first, so that they are in the middle between the business partners. Interesting. So what's the rationale for that? Yeah, that's called continuous transaction controls. So imagine that the tax authority sees every invoice and that allows them to directly record all the indirect taxes like VAT here in Europe and similar. And also they will collect complete knowledge about the expenses and the income of all companies. So with that information, it's almost impossible to have tax fraud. And that's, of course, very important for these countries. Look at Italy, for example, who started in Europe with this journey, and they claim to have collected several billion euros in direct and indirect taxes, in addition, just by introducing the systems. And also for organizations, it's almost a no-brainer because, uh, you know, it's an ethical aspect also to pay the taxes that you owe. And the... Um, continuous transaction controls simplify this for the organizations because the tax declaration is then uh, almost automatically done. For sure, you always want to be paying the right taxes. Um, I understand that. So now tell me, does this um, impact both outbound and inbound invoices equally? Yeah, exactly. And now imagine a country introduces this regulation and you are suddenly not able to invoice your customers. So that's a no-brainer, that's outbound invoice, always the driver to start the project. But then you also, of course, can try to use the same platform to process your inbound invoices. Right, exactly. So tell me what a customer in a country like Italy has to do. Yeah, so first of all, they need to connect their SAP system to the government server. And in this case, that's called Sistema di Interscambio or SDI. So luckily, there's a SAP standard solution for this, SAP Document and Reporting Compliance, or DRC in short. And that not only caters for inbound and outbound invoice transmission, but also for the statutory reporting obligations. So DRC tracks all documents within a cockpit inside SAP, and users can monitor the successful transmission. And that's already such a huge advantage Imagine the old times when you send a letter to your customer and you were never sure that the letter really arrives and you realize it only when the invoice is not paid, which of course, when you need to resubmit the letter will cause significant payment delays. Exactly. Well, that's the whole benefit, right, of, of digitizing everything and having these standards and processes in place so that you mm -hmm. don't lose the mail, you don't have that physical invoice, and you don't have to wait for it to arrive to make the payment. So, but now tell me, um, that's that's great that that's all in place. What about archiving the invoice? Yeah, that's also very important. You remember with these paper invoices, uh, typically companies had big filing cabinets to store these papers paper invoices and so on. And now 
The government systems are able to store the invoices in between if they pass through the system, but we always recommend that you also use a corporate repository and then track the retention policy to really be sure that you fully follow the legal obligations. And, you know, at the end, customers need to achieve two things. So they need to be fully compliant, but also provide easy access to the documents and Casio will later introduce what we do with these XML invoices to simplify this for the end users. Absolutely. You definitely have to have access to the invoice, right? I do remember those large filing cabinets <laughs> from years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, all right. So now let's talk about the inbound invoices. So once you receive that in the cockpit, does SAP automatically post it? Uh, almost. So you can automate this uh, to a very big extent. So the data quality of invoices per se is better. Yeah, you don't need to interpret. So you know this is the total amount, this is the invoice date, the reference number, and so on. But however, they are created by the supplier. And every mistake the supplier makes in his ERP system will also go into the invoice, whether it's electronic or printed. So many informations the vendor can't can't even know, for example, just has no clue about the company codes in the customer system, the vendor IDs, the VAT codes, and so on. So that's something that needs to be handled by the SAP system. And there we have SAP invoice management by OpenText. And whenever we receive the invoice, we pass all these intelligent data enrichments that do exactly these kinds of lookups. And so we have the right text codes, the vendor IDs, and can only help with the invoice matching when PO item numbers are not part of the electronic records. And then we check the data for consistency, whether they consistent with the master data and the uh, logistic details in the SAP systems, ask, for example, for additional approvals and for non-PO invoices, suggest the cost assignment for these invoices. And whenever there's some kind of problem like a price or quantity deviation for a PO-based invoice, we trigger the right workflows to process them and everything pre-configured and with an easy to understand and easy to extend configuration. Well, that's fantastic that you've got all of these steps to simplify and automate the process. But what happens if you need some human intervention? It, can you also, um, if you have an exception or something, if someone does need to look at an invoice that might be out of step for some reason? Yeah, that's a very important aspect, Sheila. And, you know, when I started with invoice management topics, I was always amazed that these are relevant for almost the complete organization maybe with the exception of blue-collar workers. <laughs> so, and when you tr uh, try to implement a solution for a really multinational company, that's almost impossible to fully automatically assign the task to the right user. So invoice management has a concept to use business roles. So a role is something like an accounts payable expert, an index, a tax expert, a buyer receiver or similar. And the baseline configuration in invoice management then simply assigns already a primary role who's responsible to each individual business rule. And that's like in real life, you know exactly what kind of user is responsible to address a certain problem. And when they need to do something, it's important that they only see the relevant information and 
uh, so that they can't change data that they should not change and uh, can make very simple decisions by just selecting between a few actions. And on the action side, um, it's either something they can do on their own, like fill in missing information, adjust purchase orders or something like that, post goods receipts, or they can refer the task to a colleague in the same or different role or authorize somebody to do something. And you know, e-invoicing is all about compliance, but you also need to cater for internal compliance. And that means that you have a proper segregation of duties and ensure that uh, fraud is impossible within that space. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, making sure you're not any introducing any way to, con to commit any sort of fraud and preventing that is, is key. And also having the right roles and the segregation of duties and making sure that the right people can see the right invoices based on their role. But but so that leads me to a question about determining each user and based on the role. How, so how does that work? Yeah. So the big Big advantage is, Sheila, that invoice management is a part of SAP, uh, so it's embedded and the full context of the invoice uh, helps to identify the right user, whether he's the requisitioner that's known on the purchase order item level or whether it's some kind of bigger team that's associated with certain plants, uh, purchasing groups or what else. So it's a configuration only solution that really simplifies the assignment of the right users. And the good thing is it's all configured in the system and that's then impossible to be bypassed. And that is really important for process documentation and for internal control systems. Excellent. Yeah, that's a great way to show that how the data really drives the process. So talking about the process, I'm curious to learn about how that data finally gets to SAP invoice management. You said it starts in SAP ERP or S4HANA, and you mentioned DRC is going to make everything available in the e-invoice cockpit. So what's but what's happening specifically with that data behind the scenes? Sure, Sheila, let me explain that. So here uh, we learned that SAP DRC is going to play the role as, as a midware. So it's going to col collect the XML and inbound inside of Vim. Uh, and once it's inbounded, then four main steps going to happen for us to streamline and really process this invoice. The first one is a very crucial step. That's the momentum where we're going to archive the XML. And the reason is, uh, as much as explained, that's our legal file. That's the file that you customer gonna need to show in case of auditions, in case uh, of legal reasons. So we uh, make sure that the official file, the invoice XML is archived. So that was the first step. The second one is the momentum that we're gonna start to process the data. So we're gonna do data extraction from the XML. And by data extraction, I don't, mean that we need to have OCR. So for electronic invoice, we don't use OCR. We have another magic way of doing this. We use a parsing. And this parsing uh, that we deliver with SAP invoice management is very powerful because we are able to read any XML format. So if you receive an invoice from Italy, from Germany, from Poland, we are able to extract it. Any format, any template. And now, okay, we archive it, we extract the data, and now we need to process. 
And to process, we need to map. So we need to let the system know that that tag inside of the XML is equal to that field in SAP. And for this, we deliver uh, a tool where our customers can map, and we also support many countries out of the box, what we're going to explain later today. And uh, once the data is, uh, the XML is archived, the data extracted, and then the mapping happens, we are ready to start the workflow and process the invoice. And that come a very good questions, huh? because, okay, how about our end user who needs to see the invoice? XML file is amazing. Uh, we can electronic process, but let's put uh, uh, the shoes of a business user to see a XML. That's not very user friendly. So to help our end user, we also do a PDF visualization. What that means? We take the data from the XML, we transform into PDF, and our end user doesn't need to open the XML, a very um, technical file, but they can do the invoice process also based on the PDF, what's much more user-friendly. Excellent. That sounds really, really straightforward. Now, tell me about some of the responsibilities. If um, So, for example, what I'm thinking is that if you've got an invoice, an e-invoice um, specification changes, or, or who is actually ensuring that these invoices comply with the regulations? Sheila, that's uh, excellent questions because electronic invoice is a life file and the legislation changes. Eh? So for the countries that we support out of the box and our customers, our listeners can check on our release notes or official documentation, for that countries, we're going to release the updates. For the other countries that our customers uh, customize by themselves, the mapping, we provide to them the framework. And with this framework, there is a mapping tool that's a very uh, user-friendly. And here I would like to give a very important notion that by using our tool, you don't need to be a technical analyst, you don't need to be IT, really the business user can do the mapping by themselves very easily and in a very friendly uh, user friend. So, and then uh, all uh, uh, the changes can be supported by using our electronic invoice framework. That's fantastic. I love that you've got out of the box for some of the common countries that our customers might be doing business with, but then also it's easily configured and customizable for any countries that might be unique to their business. That's fantastic. So, uh, well, another thing that I've heard um, about is this PEPOL. It's a European network. Can you tell us what that is and, and how that plays into this whole topic? Sure. And uh, let's say when we talk about electronic invoice, uh, we're going to have two uh, different flavors of receiving the XML. We have countries, flavor one, where our vendors need to send the invoice uh, to a government like in Brazil, in Italy, in Poland. And then we have another countries where it's a more kind of B2P relationship. And for this second case, we have a network. And PayPal is a very good example of a network that works. So PayPal uh, release a uh, standard uh, way of mapping and processing uh, the procurement to pay uh, electronically. And as part of this process, we have electronic invoice. 
So in a very few words, in a very summary way, PayPal makes B2B much more standardized and is a network that who wants to process electronic invoice can use uh, to send their files uh, electronically. Excellent. I love to hear that you are on top of all the regulations new that are coming around the world so we can offer that benefit to our customers this has been fantastic we're quickly approaching the end we like to make these little snippets of information for our, that our customers can consume easily and digestibly but we'd like i'd love to give you an opportunity to sum up both of you cassio and matthias um, your recommendations um, for our customers and where, where they can go next and what, what you think uh, as a summary statement Sure. Actually, I would like to start first. And uh, I love electronic invoice. Uh, it's a really a win to win win situation because uh, it's good for the environment. We have less uh, paper in process. It's good for the government because they can control better the tax. And it's perfect to our customers because we can deliver to them full automation. So if our customers use SAP GRC, document report compliance with SAP VIN, the invoice management, they can have a full automation end to end. Since when the invoice is uh, uh, delivered by the vendor until the invoice gets posted and all the report parts. So uh, that's a, a very exciting for us uh, to deliver this kind of automation to our customers and see how they can really digitalize in a procurement pay. And now I hand over to Matthias. Yeah, very good points, Cassio. And, um, you should not forget that it's just a starting point. So e-invoicing is so obvious and so easy to remove friction between the business partners, but um, there's much more. And uh, for example, in Germany, they already renamed the portal to e-ordering because e-ordering is the next big thing. So when you can process orders electronically, you eliminate additional friction between the partners and then invoicing is the end of the process and at the end it helps to optimize procure to pay and order to cash on both sides and with SAP invoice management we help to also resolve the disputes and uh, to collect all required approvals whether it's a sales order approaching by electronic ordering or whether it's an invoice in the invoicing scenario excellent Thank you. I have to thank Matthias and Cassio. You've taken the mystery out of what e-invoicing is. You've showed us the benefits and some of the automation, some of the pre-built rules and processes that comes with using the invoice management solution by OpenText for SAP. Uh, I can't thank you enough. Hopefully our customers have found this insightful and informative and we thank you for taking the time if you'd like to learn more you can always go to just sap.com there'll be some links in the show notes that you can also find some additional information on this topic and then if you have uh, an account executive at sap they can reach out uh, to us and to other experts on this topic if you'd like to learn more so once again thank you so much to my colleagues matthias and cassio for a very informative session Thank you all for listening and please do explore the other Let's Talk Data podcasts. We've been doing this for a number of years, so there's lots of great topics. If you want to subscribe, we'd love that too. So thanks to all and have a great day. Thank you and bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Check out the show notes for additional links to information. And please subscribe or follow to join us on the next episode of Let's Talk Data presented by SAP.